Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlton. Today, we have a very special guest for you. We have Benjamin Dennis. Hey there, Benjamin. How's it going? Hey there, Bradford. Doing really good. And you? I'm fantastic. It's a beautiful sunny day in Las Vegas. How about yourself? Uh, it is a sunny day, but with some snow here in Montreal. So <laughs> I guess the, <laughs> the, the mood's a bit different. So us, it's like uh, the second snow of the year. Christmas is getting on. So it's we're getting in the mood. Um, I don't know. I've never been to a place where there's no snow. In, well, I've never been. I was never in a place close to Christmas where there was no snow. So it's it must be it must feel a bit weird. It's um. So I grew up on the west coast of the United States in California, and there was we never had any snow. I mm-hmm. then moved to Colorado in the Rocky Mountains. There was lots of snow, and then Ohio right off the Great Lakes. So lots of snow there. And I have to say, I much prefer seeing palm trees to snow. <laughs> I, I must agree, but <laughs> I live in a different reality. Uh, but snow has some, there's there's some nice things to snow and ice and cold. Uh, but yeah, I think palm trees are a way to go as well. So, <laughs> All right. So Benjamin, I like getting this show started just getting right into it. So why don't you begin by just telling us a little bit about yourself, please? Oh, boy. Um, that's super wide. Um, <laughs> so I'll go... Uh, I'll go at the beginning, right? Because uh, that's where I think you should start all stories. Uh, my story, obviously, is a story where it's all about passion, video game, and just putting myself out there. Um, so my story started, uh, as a lot of people, I hope, uh, started with Nintendo 64. Uh, so I remember at my, it was my ninth, uh, ninth birthday, received Nintendo 64. Uh, I did, you know, when you're, when you're, sm- when you're a younger guy, you, your voice can go on a certain level of pitch, right? <laughs> so obviously, at that time, I did go on a high pitch when I received Nintendo 64 with Zelda Karina of Time for the first time. Uh, it was my gift, but we were in a big family. So it was also the, you know, like my sisters were also like entitled to play the Super, uh, <laughs> play a Nintendo 64 uh, at a big family. And so we went from Zelda, obviously, which I finished multiple, multiple times. And then the real love of my life when it comes to video game arrived, which was Super Smash. Right, Super Smash was a party game at that time. I remember the first night, it was like maybe a year into playing the game with my family where we discovered the Smash Attack. I remember that that day pretty clearly. Like I had Donkey Kong and I was like, wow, I hit it together and it made something crazy good. And then like, I went to um, play some Super Smash Melee. I did, I did some competitive stuff. I did like practice some advanced techniques. Am I a really good player? No. Because really good Smash players are like on a complete different level. And from there on, I just always kept gaming, you know, with StarCraft, my weekends. Um, until um, in university, where that's where like the second step of my passion to gaming really started. Where I was a big Artstone player, played a lot of Magic back in the days. So for me, Artstone really rang a bell. But I didn't like the fact that you... Like in magic, like there's someone in front of me, just like you're in front of me right now, Brad, for a new can exchange, talk about other things. So it's like, okay, so there's no, there's, it's missing that to Artstone. And as uh, most people can, can, can hear right now, I have a French accent. I'm a Francophone. And obviously that creates sort of, now I wouldn't, culture differences, right? So here in, in Quebec, uh, the French people, we like to stick together because we speak French and the rest of the world doesn't speak French. Well, not the rest of the world, but the rest of the United States, North America, and so on and so on. And I was like, let's make a community. Let's make some tournaments. So I created a, a league, Artstone, started free passion project. Um, and the whole concept was around every Sunday night, we had a featured match, right? So it was for the community, by the community, if you'd like. So that's what we did every Sunday night. You know, two people that they, they, they played their match 
in front of a stream, which was, you know, it was new for the French uh, speaking community of Twitch, especially in Artstone. And from there on, uh, just kept on doing it. Always tried to be professional. Uh, I, I come from the marketing side too. So I always try to, you know, make it appealing, make it more fun, get some storytelling, go for price pool, go for sponsorship. And from there on, um, I use that to sort of, as I exited the university with my bachelor in marketing and that experience creating a league and having sort of a, a reputation in my in my community, uh, use that to uh, go with a company called Montreal Esports, which founded uh, the first like esports company in all of Quebec, if you'd like. Uh, tried to do some many things, doing content creation, acquiring pro teams, you know, doing sort of that grind. It was at a time where Overwatch League was starting. So, you know, we, we sent some emails, tried to get some funding for that. Didn't really work out. Had lots of fun with Montreal Esports, but the we could go on an old topic of why being French hurt us so much in the fact of trying to become a pro or amateur team. And I see your face going like, oh, we can speak about that later, but I just want to sort of close the loop of the story. So anyway, Montreal Esports as a professional team or a content creation house, they really work. Uh, we had the space, so we decided to do summer day camps. It was in 2018. Uh, we had lots of success. It was during the Fortnite craze. So obviously the 12 to 17 years old are like, okay, I love Fortnite. I want to get better because, you know, the world, the, the first world championship happened in New York that year. And people were like, what, 30 million in one day, which is gone. And, you know, there's like Booba becoming a millionaire, uh, Benji Fisher, uh, you know, not a big Fortnite guys, but I remember all those kids just becoming millionaire overnight. So obviously every kid were like, wow, super interesting. And so we took that, 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 that uh, success with summer day camps and we brought it to schools. Uh, here in Canada, we have something which is called sports study. Uh, sports study is for high school students and allows them to really practice their sports. Uh, the, the best case scenario is hockey, right? That's why we have a lot of great hockey players here in Canada, is that once you get to high school, you can do half school, half hockey, right? So like a usual day of class is eight hours. You're gonna see like French, math, English, and all those other subjects and so on, and gym, obviously. But when you do that sports study in high school, you'll do half a day of class. So obviously your the content, is is you know it's put together super fast and you have to you know you got you need good grades to get in that kind of programs but the sort of the, the nice super nice thing in fact about that is that you'll be doing three hours four hours a day of your favorite sports right so it's going to be hockey may it be dance or you know um, football baseball we have we have a lot of them and then we what we did is we we, we went to schools and we we're like would you like to do the same thing but with esports having three to four hours of supervised practice in esports, And the schools, they were like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Because for them, and I think you, you, you're probably going to relate on this one, is that for me and for the people that work there, esports is a passion. And if you supervise and you accompany students, accompany students in the process of them getting better at their passion, a lot of really nice things are come out of there, right? So healthy life habit, uh, just experience, uh, transferable skills, uh, enjoyment, opening on the world, right? Um, gamers are usually like, let's be honest, there is a certain uh, stigma that, you know, a lot of young gamers are, are less socially, you know, open. So obviously when you put people which are less socially open in a context that they are super comfortable and that they love, they open up, they make connections, they start making friends, they start to get in the socializing sort of circle, right? Because when you're 12 years old, that socializing circle and all that, all those concepts can be like daunting and 
and scary. Well, those kids were able to do it in a esports like context uh, with other, you know, passionate about what they love. So, so that that is my story so far. Uh, I've 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 switched from there, uh, and that's the last part. Where now I work for a company which uh, sells services for game studios where we can reduce lag. So I I always always from the beginning always strive to make gaming community or gaming space a better place. I went on the community side, then I went more on the marketing side, then the business and schools, and now I'm in the lag reduction. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're a gamer yourself, Bradford. And uh, let's be honest, uh, less lag in your game is always a plus. Always, always. I love it. That's a fantastic story, Benjamin. Thank you so much. There's quite a bit to discuss there. Um, <laughs> so before we do that, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask everybody else who's ever been on my show. So mm -hmm. you know, don't feel special. It's everybody gets this one question. Um, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being high, how weird are you, Benjamin? Oh, that's, oh, that's a hard question. Um, I, <laughs> I would say I always felt like I was something, someone who was fairly normal, uh, not, not normal, not fairly normal. But as I grew up and I met more like intricate relationships with my wife or my best friend and a couple other uh, working people, I realized that in some aspect of my personality, I'm, I'm really weird because I'm really down to earth and I calculate, like I have this concept of uh, there's, you know, there's a risk and there's a gain and I do my life around that calculation. And for me, it's, it's, it's super easy for me to live that way for a lot of people when I tell them how I act and how I, I judge situation. They're like, well, you don't feel anxiety about that kind of thing? No, because I made the calculation that it's the best way to go. So I'm just going to do it. And I don't feel stress or anxiety when uh, like my wife would be like, oh, but I would feel so much anxiety at that moment. And I, I don't know, like I'm, I would be uncomfortable. And for me, it's just, well, I did the calculation and that seems to be the best option. So I'm doing it. Okay. So you're down to earth and you're utilitarian. So for some reason mm -hmm. that makes you weird. I Well, <laughs> around the people I get to know, yes, it makes me weird. It makes me uh, sort of like, I don't know, stand out because... A lot of people are not like that. Certainly, um, I've I've asked every guest that question, and the the result that I have determined from asking this question is that there is no such thing as normal. Everybody mm. has their own definition <laughs> of what being weird means, and they all act slightly differently. And so, when in total, you know, the average is across the board. So it doesn't. There's no such thing. <laughs> all right. So uh, thank you for that, Benjamin. Now um, you have given me your gaming cred. So like you just blew out a whole section of my show. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can go in details, right? There's lots of things we can discuss. Uh, how about this? Uh, what are you playing today, if anything? Oh, today, uh, oh, that, that's super sad with the story I just said. I'm all into, uh, lately, into Brawlhalla, uh, which is a platform brawler, uh, similar to Super Smash. Uh, but Nintendo, as much as I love them, I've been doing some uh, unmistakably big errors in the past. Uh, for the way they treat Melly and the way that, you know, it's funny because I talk about like, I'm not good. I don't want to go too much into that direction, but Super Smash Ultimate Online is not the kind of experience I can enjoy uh, because it's not, for me, it's not the same game as the one I play with my friends on a couch party. So for me, it was, I can't play that game online. And Brawlhalla, which is really similar, uh, super fun mechanics, you know, the lag-wise, it's a complete different story. It feels like, you know, man, it feels like if you're playing you know, in a couch party. So for me, it's just like, it's my, it's my fighting game brawler, which I can play all the time. And um, I, I did, we did a, 
Christmas party, um, but we did it uh, online, right? Uh, uh, with the guys at my job. And then I discovered that a lot of people are into Brawlada. So now there's a, you know, there's an office competition about the game. Uh, so it's like, wow, I'm super excited. So right after we finish this, I'm going to be doing some, uh, some, uh, I, uh, I, level techniques uh, practice in Brawlada because it's all about muscle memory and uh, you know like that's something we didn't really discuss well I didn't really discuss but when it comes to getting better at games that's something which I'm passionate of talking about because it's something which is super hard because getting better at a game is doing something which is not fun right like when I say I'm gonna go play Brawlada I'm gonna try to get better like I'm probably gonna start with five to ten minutes of me just moving around without hitting nothing just making sure I can do my my, my uh, jump dash, then I'll be able, be able to make sure I can do my uh, fast falls and so on and so on, and all those advanced techniques because I want them to be a second part of my fingers. And then once I play, I can just focus on, you know, the next big thing, right? The next technique or the next strategy I want to impl- implement. Yeah, absolutely. That's a bit of a pro player kind of thing going on there, you know, practice. Makes oh, but I'm not that good. <laughs> 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 but I do enjoy myself and that's that's the... That's what I'm looking at, so. I love it. Okay, um, I kind of have an idea of what I think your answer is going to be. But my next question okay. is, what do you consider your favorite game of all time? Super Smash uh, Melee. I know I, I've talked a lot about Brawlers. There's obviously a lot of single-player games, which are you know are crazy good. Breath of the Wild, Zelda, Karina of Time. Uh, and that's without talking about, you know, like some of the, like without talking about RPGs, right? Because Divinity Original Sin 2 is, is an incredible masterpiece. And if you've never played that game and you like Dungeon and Dragon and you think Baldur's Gate is maybe not fine-tuned enough, uh, the Original Sin is, uh, it, you know, I, I play that. I, it's the kind of game you'd like to come, like press this little button over here and be like, forget what happened. And then you can yeah, just rediscover it, it, right? <laughs> oh, that'd be so great. I love it. Okay, Benjamin. Um... Thank you for that. Now let's uh, let's get over to the preneur side. You know, I I try to only have a little bit about the gaming here on the show, even though it's called the gamerpreneur. Um, my my focus really is on the business side of things, and I'd love to know like your current position. What what is it you do there? Uh, I'm doing business development uh, for EdgeGap. The company is called EdgeGap. Uh, so doing a lot of business dev- development, but I also joined the team as sort of the more marketing expert and also uh, you know bring a younger vision to the team uh, right a lot of people in the team are engineers so when it comes to you know like uh, social media strategies and the way to communicate and so I do feel that gap but I'm really focused about making relations and selling the product because that's like I'm not an engineer right I'm not a dev <laughs> so that's something I really can do it's 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 still taking me a lot of efforts to be on top of the game when it comes to knowledge understanding the infrastructure and so on and there's a lot of education um which is going on but the thing is you know like we we're talking about maybe 30% to 50% like reduction in certain games which are multiplayer based uh in uh in a in, in session based video game MMORPGs, we don't, we can't really obtain the same kind of results. But when it comes to, let's say, like a 1v1 game or a MOBA, uh, we can do huge lag reduction. Okay, that's incredible. Now, I'll, I'll tell you, I, um, I make this show mostly for my audience. I, and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of my audience isn't necessarily business savvy, but they may be interested in getting into that. And I hear the term business development almost every single day. I know what business development means. What, what does business development mean, though? Uh, for me, 
there's there's different opinion about that. But for me, it's all about creating relations and being able to help people. I know that sounds a bit cheesy, um, but that's the way I've always seen my always always seen myself as what I'm good at. And there is a lot of value in creating relations and putting the right people doing the right thing at the right moment. Um, and that's for me, that's what business development is. It's, it's all about creating relations, which ideally you'll be able to foster into value in the future. But if you don't, it doesn't really matter because it's not about creating value. It's about creating relations. Certainly. And is this what you meant to do? Is this like the thing that you've kind of been working for or how does this fit in your, your plan? Um, it's a funny question. Um, is it something I always, hmm. it's not something which I sort of set out myself to do. I bought it somewhere where I'm, uh, uh, proficient. So yeah, that's the word I'm somewhere where I'm proficient and something that I like, uh, you know, like, um, like when I was starting doing this, I, uh, business development for HCAP, I switched from esports to game creation, which is a completely different market, right? It, 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 you tap into certain, certain knowledge, which is similar to both, but it's completely different. And, you know, like I still go into me things and I still got this fanboy attitude where I'm like, wow, okay. Like if we could not talk about what I'm trying to sell you and we could talk about what you do in life when you create a game, how art is it? You know, like uh, when, when it's time to think about the audio or the soundtrack of your game, like what, what's your thought process? I want to know more because that's, you know, like I play games. And I'm like, wow, how do they think about that? Because that's, you know, like a, a outcome like at this moment I started feeling that, that audio came in and then that, that soundtrack was super good and made me feel more thing about the games you know like this is a beautiful artistic process which I am not artistic <laughs> like I think that's what we said at the beginning I'm, I'm um, uh, I don't know that you used uh, two words to describe uh, utilitarian and uh, down to earth so <laughs> that doesn't really fit with the artistic side uh, but I love art I love game um Okay, wonderful. I love it. Now, um, what does it take to be good at your position? Like, I'm always looking for advice for my audience because I, maybe somebody somewhere in this planet is going to be listening to this interview and go, you know, what he does sounds awesome. I would love to be able to get into that as well. What what mm -hmm. skills are required? How how are you good at this job? Hmm. Um. I would be. Uh, it's 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 a bad one, but it's a true one. It's perseverant. Uh, because uh, it takes time. It's super hard. Um, I didn't set out, like I said, I didn't come out of university being like, oh, I'm going to go in biz dev and all that kind of stuff. I just had like a generous, not a generous, a vague paper that said I did marketing uh, and marketing is super wide, right? I could be playing on Excel sheet and not speaking to people, which is the complete opposite of what a biz dev is. Um, so if I go back to the question, which is what kind of thing you should, you, you need to get better. Well, perseverance is one. Um, and then the, the, the perseverance is number one. And number two is, again, it brought, brings me back to who I am, systemization of your activities, uh, right? Um, so when you speak to people, uh, we use what, we're, what we call soft skills, which are skills which you can attract, like an art skill. Like, let's say you're good at video editing. This is an art skill because we can, you know, we can judge the value of what we bring with a final product. Where for me, like 
Like my boss is not gonna call me and be, hey Ben, how's your relation with Bradford? Is it good? Is he gonna bring some value to the company? Because that it's not the way it works, right? That's not the way business development works. But you can still systemize the way you approach relations to make it easier for yourself. I'll give you a simple, like a simple example. For me, it was a long time ago. It was when I was in uh, university and I had to do, uh, you know, a lot of networking events and so on. And I always wondered, like, okay, so, and maybe. It may make me look bad, but maybe I was sexist back then, but I was just like, okay, so when it's, when it's another, uh, the, the peer I'm meeting is a woman in a business relation, I was, I'm, I was confused because here in, 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 in Quebec, uh, if it's, if it's a, 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 a girl who's a friend or someone close to family or someone you know at least you met once or twice, you'll be giving kisses on both cheek. That's, that's, as, that's, that's the... Well, not anymore, obviously, with COVID, right? <laughs> but, that's, but that's sort of what I was used to. And I had lots of sisters and my family is it, it just, I have lots of aunts and so on. So I'm, I, I'm used to when I see a, a, a let's say, a, an adult woman was giving the kisses, right? And it, when in a business setting, it was, I was always like, oh, uh, what do I do? I don't know what to do. And just one day, I just realized we were talking about soft skills in school and I was thinking more about it. And I was just like, about and making them like, always the same thing because you can make relations always the same thing or try to aim for certain things. And I was just like, okay, now it's over. Woman, man, doesn't matter. Business relation, I'm going to shake in. That's it. No more question asked. And, you know, by making that rule, I just made my job easier in the future, right? Because whenever I meet a woman now, I'm just like, oh, what do I do when I don't feel anxiety? I'm not like stressed about what I, what I, what I should be doing because I made the rule. This is what I'll be doing. Um, so yeah, so making making your your the way you you handle relation more like you know you give yourself rules. It's a systemization because there are soft skills. Uh, just like the first time I'll meet someone, I'll make sure to pronounce their name a couple of times. Uh, so like Bradford, I'm pretty sure I said your name five times and we've just met. Uh, it sounds stupid, but the name of a person is more or less the the best word that per, that person can hear, right? When someone says Benjamin, I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> Obviously, when it's my wife and she's like Benjamin, I'm like, oh, damn it, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> but, but in general, in general, like your own name is one of the most beautiful thing you can hear coming out from someone else's mouth. So that you know, that's a small trick. You can just use it over and over. You know, I'm gonna, you know, just like when we meet, I try to, you know, like sort of. Try to remember some stuff about you, color of eyes, uh, you know, like I'm, and those things, you know, you systemize, systemize how you get to know people and just, it makes it easier for you. And All right. Yeah. So that's, that's the two thing I would say it's perseverance uh, because like, you know, like we're having a great conversation right now, Bradford, but sometime I'm not going to have such nice conversation. The person's going to be like, I don't really want to talk to you. So could we get on with that? And it's not something which. Maybe they didn't like me. It's possible, but most of the time, it's just like it's it's the context, it's the business. They don't have time, or they're not interested in what I'm what I'm trying to sell or whatever. So, if you start feeling bad every time someone says no, oof, you're gonna have a really bad biz dev life. Absolutely, can't take it personally. All right, mm -hmm. Benjamin, that's some fantastic advice. That's wonderful. Thank you. Now, um, can I can we go back in time for a second? Mm -hmm. I'd actually like you to go back with me um, to when you graduated from university. So we're going to be talking to. I want you to talk to little Dennis back there, and you know, 
I want you to tell him everything that's ever going to happen in his future. But here's the one thing he needs to know about the path going forward. What does he need to know? One thing to go forward. Uh, that's a really hard question. Um, and it's going to, I feel like I'm going to have a cheesy answer again. <laughs> because like, was there any art skill or anything which I did, which was really important? M more than the others. Uh, like, obviously, I'm going to say first and foremost, like, believe in yourself, right? I think that's, it, sadly, it's the cheesiest one, but it's also the most important one, uh, where in doubt, well, in doubt, just remember that everyone else who's an adult have no fucking idea of what they're doing. So if you don't, you're doing good. <laughs> you're doing good. So that's that's a really a, a good start. Um, and the second one I would say would be to, you know, again, it's going to sound super cheesy. It's a mix of do what you're passionate about and specialize yourself. But like, there's a difference between specializing yourself and saying like, oh, I want to be, I love games, so I want to know everything. But you have to sort of put an extra layer of context onto it, right? So I love game, and I was all about business. So I got specialized in game and business and esports, right? Because I could just decide to specialize in game and just, you know, like, I don't know, I could decide I could be in games and do copyright exercises to be a better uh, uh, game reviewer, for example. So, right, so that's that's specialized, right? But you have to put a little bit more of context. And ideally, you want to use some of your strength and apply it to that context, Wonderful. right? So, like, a, like I'm, I really don't mind speaking and being in front of people and representing people. Uh, so, for me, it was just that's where I try to put my thing uh, together, right? So, it's all right, fantastic. Now, uh, Benjamin, I, I want to humble you for a second, if possible. You see, mm -hmm. I believe that we learn the most in our life from our failures, not necessarily our successes. Because your successes, you may not know what happened that got you there. But with your mm -hmm. failures, you probably know exactly what you did wrong. And from that, you can learn and you can grow and you can move forward. So I'd like to ask you, what do you consider your biggest failure in life? And what did you learn from it? One of the biggest failure in life uh, was with my first Artstone Week. Well, it was my first. I, I did a rebrand. It was always the same. Uh, and the th and you'll see, uh, one of the errors I did is I did a passionate project with some friends. And at one point, because it wasn't settled in the right way, and uh, that's, I think that's where I did the, the biggest error, where at that point in life, I involved myself 100% to that project. While my two friends, which I like, are they friends still? I don't know. I didn't really speak to them since there was a break off because like we did, I created a project and involved myself in it present into it without the project having sound foundations. And what I mean by sound foundations is those two owners or founders of that project didn't really have the same goals, same interest and the same dedication that I did, which created a lot of tension for a lot of time. And it was one of the big errors, which like it made me grow up a lot because like you said, errors are <laughs> things that really make you think a while back and like, how did I handle, how did I handle that, those relations? How did I try to build something, right? And, and for me, it was all about, I tried to build something with the wrong foundation and that was a huge error and it cost me some friendship. It cost me time. It cost me 
um, stress, anxiety. Um, like if, like imagine when you're in school and you're working, one person is working for the whole team and that person, you know, like is really putting himself out there. Well, there's a cost for everyone. Uh, the person who are outside are going to feel a bit left out. Uh, the person who's working too much is going to feel like, uh, like he's going to look at the two others and be like, oh, you guys are not working enough. And then, it's, you know, it just, just creates some really bad stuff. And, and yeah, so I think that's, that's the biggest error I, I did where, and, and I was younger too. So it's, it's like, it's normal. You think everything is, can be done by magic or with, with uh, uh, good hopes and you know, everything is going to settle down, but no, there's, there, there comes a point in life where some people, like everyone has to sit down and be like, okay, so I'll do, a, how do I pay the rent? What's the future? How can, how can I use all the time I invested in said project into something which can be beneficial to my career, my life, my personal life, and so on and so on. And, you know, if you don't ask that kind of question before you start said project, passion project, business project, or maybe something just for the fun of it, well, it can lead you to some, you know, to some other places afterwards. Certainly. Thank you for sharing that with us. Now, kind of a, a related question, but on the other side, what is something that you're working to improve on in yourself today? Mm, hmm. I haven't thought about that. Well, I mean, yeah, the thing I'm working the most on is getting technical knowledge, which uh, which is like, it's it's funny because I would consider myself to be all about the soft skills. I do not have a lot of hard skills per se. Like I'm, I'm fairly good in project management, league ops and sponsorship. So those would be like the, the areas where I, I, I put myself to have the most art skills. But when it comes to other areas, I'm, I would feel lacking. Like I said, my, my, my role in most projects or what I did was not really doing all of the work myself, but making sure that, you know, better people were around and they had the right conditions to be able to perform and I could give them the right guidance, which is, which is cool. So but it's called leadership. I, yes. <laughs> but I, I like the art skill too, right? I want to be able to, you know, know more about the com uh, computer uh, infrastructure. And like right now I'm looking at, you know, Adobe, Adobe Premiere, Adobe Rush, because I want to be able to create like some uh, uh, small format content to be able to be used. Um, and, and then, you know, and, and it's funny because I was lately thinking of, okay, I want that art skill of making more of more like video content, you know, like maybe not the TikTok level, because that looks super hard and you only have a, sm a smartphone to do that cheers and congrats to those that can do it uh, but for me I'm more like I want to you know I want Adobe and do that kind of stuff and I was like okay so I want that art skill it's not necessary right now like it's not in my job it's not necessary I don't think it's ever going to be necessary but I want that art skill so I was thinking okay so I'll what what's the fun factor of me learning that art skill and I was like okay so I'm going to need to do videos or at least I want to be able to be doing videos in the future so what about I do some montage of me playing Brawlhalla <laughs> and then I'll be able to, you know, uh, just post a clip on Twitter or just like be there. So if someone tells me like, oh, I'm better than you at, uh, at Brawlhalla, I'll be like, well, would you like to look at my <laughs> highlights, my highlight reel before saying that again? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, so I want to put a fun factor into it. So I'm going to, you know, one of the things I'm going to, like, you know, I was thinking, okay, so I'm going to play Brawlhalla. I'm going to take, so I got a, a way to, to, to do my replays. I need a way to mark them down. I need, you know, I need an external link. I'm probably going to have an Excel sheet that's going to say, okay, so this, this video is, is there in my computer and it's, it's that kind of thing with, 
you know, I have the more information. So this way, when it's going to be the time to do it, I'll be like, okay, I got, I got a complete picture. And now I can sit down and really do the working on, you know, look, working on animations and all that kind of stuff. So beautiful. All right. Benjamin, this has been a fantastic interview. Uh, how do people find you? Where are you at on social media? How could they contact you? Oh, uh, two best places, Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, I don't know my end all by art. <laughs> I think on Twitter, it's Sanyal Benji. Um, another secret of my life, I'm married to a beautiful Mexican uh, woman and I've learned Spanish in the last past year. So I, I did integrate some of the cultural uh, <laughs> cultural symbols of Mexican culture. Uh, so Sanyal Benji with double I at the end on Twitter and uh, on uh, LinkedIn, it's b.dennis. Uh, but I'm really hard to find, well, not really hard, it's just Benjamin Denis is a really popular name in the French-speaking world. So if you Google my name, I'm going to be there, but probably not on the first page. <laughs> All right. Now, um, as we wrap this up, Benjamin, do you have any final thoughts you want to share or anything I didn't ask you think we still need to cover? Uh, yes, one last thing, um, uh, because it's it's all about the, the it's all about being an entrepreneur. And um, for a lot of people, because I... I guess that's going to be switching a lot of people where I did not come from a family with a lot of resources or at least, you know, at least not, it was not a high, uh, high income family. And so I had to sort of build myself all along. I'm like the first, uh, first of my family of a lot of people to go to university and so on and so on. And my, my suggestion to people coming from a similar background is no matter what you're doing, you are an entrepreneur. If you're working for a salary, but you have the right mindset, you're still going to be an entrepreneur. When I was working in the Montreal Esports uh, project, and it was all about, you know, did that project have an end goal? Was it sure it's going to work? No, never did it. But that never stopped me because at the end of the day, I was always there thinking, but I'm making myself a business. I'm making myself more marketable because I'm going to learn skills. I'm going to create a network of contacts which are going to be able to get me bet, get a better job and what I don't want not. So even if you're working for someone, never, at least I would never suggest it to just work and be like, okay, so I worked that amount of hours for that amount of money. Always think that you personally in every action that you do in your work or personal and whatever, there's something to be gained from. So I never... It never daunted me and I always add this mentality of, okay, I'm working even though I'm a salary man because I need to pay my rent because my parents cannot just come in and pay it. Um, I always set myself an entrepreneur and that's where I think a lot of my growth came from because I was always responsible for my own destiny, right? Because if, if, you, if you shut down and you just think, oh, so I'm getting paid and it's not my fault and the company is going to crash. Obviously, what I just said can also lead you to the other opposite of like you care too much and you're too much emotionally emotionally implicated in the project, which is not good either. You got to find the right balance. But you personally on a development way and just like growth, you're an entrepreneur. You can make you can change your life and you're the best position to do it. So Make Absolutely. yourself gain value by more knowledge, more art skill, more soft skill, better network. Doesn't matter. Make yourself grow. There's always opportunity. And for me, that's being an entrepreneur because I don't own any of the companies and I never had the financial backing to go like, okay, let's hire people and stuff like that. I always made sure that the thing I was building was me and I consider myself a company. I know it sounds a bit weird, but it 
absolutely that's, no. That's the way that's, I. That's the way I hustle. That is so such fantastic advice. And I I honestly personally wish someone had told me that when I was young. I had to wait until I was already out of. I got my law degree. You know, I was a practicing attorney for mm-hmm. several years before I realized, oh, like I'm an actual entrepreneur. And then on top of that, I would say we're also all salespeople. And if we could recognize that fact, we could practice those skills and mm-hmm. be better at that. And it, because some entrepreneurs are not salespeople. Right. They, no. They're not, they're not good at it. They're thinkers, if, they're creators, which is beautiful. I'm not. Right. <laughs> However, but by being a thinker and a creator, you're not going to get anywhere unless you're also a little bit of a salesperson. You need to convince, mm-hmm. convince that salesperson to join you to do the job for you. <laughs> exactly. It's like an Our, RPG, right? You, you gotta, you gotta max out some skills and you, the skills you don't have, you gotta take other people, but you've got to be aware what's your, your player sheet and use it to the fullest. Absolutely. Benjamin, Thank you so much for coming on with us today. I genuinely do appreciate it. Well, thank you, Bradford. It was awesome. Uh, enjoyed speaking with you. Uh, great experience. Absolutely. And for everybody else, I'm going to remind you all, don't be just a gamer. Be a gamerpreneur. 